0: Hey there, welcome to the Favorite Church Podcast. We are a church for imperfect people who want to know God and make Him famous. In this episode, we'll be hearing from our senior pastor, James Aiden. Hey, welcome to church. So great to have you here. The title of my message is Let It Out. Turn to your neighbor and yell at them. Just say, let it out. 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 There is something satisfying about a shout. Right? There's something satisfying when you... Tears for fears. It's a great band that wrote a song once. Shout. Shout. Let it all out! The, the. Wow, okay, whoa, calm down, come on. Y'all singing that with more passion than you did the worship song before. I love a shout when I was a kid, when I was a kid, kids of the 90s, come on, what was one of the biggest movies of the 90s? Braveheart. Nothing like a movie with a bunch of men wearing skirts with no underwear. And there's a famous scene when they're all on the line and Mel Gibson's running, inspiring. For your family! Right? And one of the most famous scenes that, that gave permission for men around the world to get emotional is when they all shouted together against the dirty Englishman. And they said, freedom! Right? It was this moment in pop culture that changed the world. Men wearing skirts with no underwear, yelling freedom. I don't know about you, but it inspired me. Did that, did that it, I don't know that, movie. it's not a great movie, don't watch it, there's very, I'm not saying watch it. It's a very bad movie, there's a bad scene in it, don't watch it. No. But there was this inspiration that came this sense of when you shout there's something inspiring about the shout i want to talk today not about just any old shout i want to talk about a particular shout it's not a shout of anger because i know i've shouted in anger before have you ever shouted in anger have you ever if you haven't um do this thing it's called have children and uh I've shouted in anger. I've shouted in pain, which is combined with anger. Anyone stub their toe? Hey! Right? You get angry, you shout. I've shouted with surprise. I've shouted in shock. I've shouted multiple times at my favorite sporting teams. If you've ever watched sports with me, you'll know I shout. But I'm not talking about those shouts today. Today, I'm talking about a particular shout. It's the shout of praise. Come on, one more time. Turn the person next to you, just yell at him. Say, let it, out! let it out. If you're online, I want you to yell. If you're in your homes and it's awkward and you've never raised your voice, say, let it out. Let your neighbor, come on, let your neighbors hear it. Let it out. Don't just type it. Your, ty- your typing means nothing. I don't care how uppercase it is, how many emoticons you've got. you got to say, let it out! Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, I'm going to jump straight into it. Is that okay? Here's my first point. It's okay to shout in church. Yeah. It's okay to shout in church. One of the most beautiful psalms in the whole Bible is Psalm 103. Verse one, when the David said, when the David, when David says, "Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name." Isn't that a beautiful song? And and someone wrote a beautiful song, Matt Redman.
1: Bless the Lord, O oh my soul,
0: oh, my soul, right? Bless the Lord, isn't that that beautiful? Doesn't that just make you feel beauty? Can I give you another perspective? When you do something with everything that is within you, it's not quiet, it's not quiet. Um, Maybe you don't know this, but um, I've been going to the gym. uh, uh, I don't know why you're giggling about it. Consistently, Some of y'all are like, oh, my God, another gym story. Yes. Another gym story. I've been going to the gym consistently, and I'm, I'm one of those guys that, uh, like, I change when I'm in a pack of men. Right? Does that make sense? Like, when I'm by myself, I'm, you know, like, I'm quiet. Like, if I'm in the gym, I'm by myself. I don't have anyone spotting me, no one supporting me. I'll just go quietly. I'll, I'll do some weights, I'll look at my phone for about seven minutes between each set. It's really bad, I'm I'm horrible at the gym by myself. But when my boys are around me, right, something comes out, I lift heavier with my boys around me, right? So I've got my group of young guys, I deliberately work out with younger guys who can't lift as much as me because it's a constant affirmation. (laughs) Just of of my growth, right? And so, but when I'm there, right, and I and I push and I've been trying to go harder and harder with my bench press, I'm going, I'm, I'm up there, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting good, I'm getting good, I'm getting good. And uh, and i and i do the other the other day, I'm a boy's around me and I'm trying to do shoulder shrugs. So I'm trying I want traps, right? You know the you know traps, the tra- trap is it trapezium, the trapezium, right? Tra trapeze trapeze, the trapeze. Isn't the trapeze what you isn't the trapeze what you do, trapezius, yes. thanks Liz. So aggressive with these masks now, because when you want to sit, like Liz just went, it's trapezius, yes, and then put her mask up. So, these masks have made us so aggressive, right? So your traps, right, the trap, I'm trying to grow them, I want those traps, right? So I got to do these shrugs, so I've got this bar in the shrugs, and I've got to, so I got 160 kilos, right? 100, how many pounds is that? How many pounds? That's three, what? 330 pounds, right? So 330, so I'm in there and I've got straps around me, got the boy, and when I do it, I'm not lifting, I'm not lifting like, bless the Lord. You know what I'm lifting? I'm lifting with everything in me. You know how that sounds, especially with my voice, right? You know how that sounds? It sounds like this, no! When it really gets crazy, the elephant comes out. I'm like, yeah. I start making random animal noises, right? That is everything within me. So when the Psalmist writes, when David's writing, bless the Lord, with everything in me, he's not talking about, bless the Lord, on oh my soul. He's going, oh, with everything that I have. Will bless His holy name. Psalm 95, verse one. You know what it says? Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the Rock of our salvation. Yo, you remember that song? Come, let us sing for joy. To... Anyway, maybe, maybe that was an Australian song. I don't know. Let us come to Him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to Him. For the Lord is a great God a great king above all gods i know some people can shout in anger but i know a lot of people that love to shout for joy when we truly understand that god is the rock of our salvation not just a statue not just a myth not just a good story but when he is the rock of our salvation how can you not shout with joy, yeah. Yeah. Gary V did not sing Whisper for Joy. Okay, great, great. Let's
1: go. On. On. Shout for joy, yeah. sing his praise. Woo.
0: Honestly, I did leg day on Friday and I'm dead right now. That hurt me. That was for you, Tito Gary. I know he watches us sometimes. And oh wow, shout out, huh? For <laughs> shout out for all my sponsor. No, and uh, <laughs> his song was not Whisper for Joy. That would have sucked. Could you imagine him singing that? Whisper for Joy. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Why? Because when you're joyful, a shout comes out. And, and when you understand that God is who He is, when you understand what you've been saved from, when you understand that He is the rock of your salvation, then a joyful shout is not too difficult to ask for. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, the very famous story of David, as they brought the ark of the Lord back, he shouted and he sang so undignified that his clothes began to come. I'm not gonna demonstrate that. There's been a lot of stupid preachers around the world doing bad demonstrations the last couple of weeks. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, but he, he, began, he began to dance and sing and shout every seven steps. They would stop and have a praise party for the presence of God, so much so that his wife stood up in the tower and looked down with content on her husband she ended up being barren the rest of her life he he shouted for joy because he knew who his God was there is a huge element remember what's the point what's the point it's okay to shout in church there is a huge element of security that is needed for people to shout to God to not care what other people around them think. Do you know one of the hardest places sometimes to just let loose is actually in church? Christians sometimes are the most judgmental people ever. Right? We actually are. That's a bit too much. Wow, they're just, wow, they just, they're a bit extra, right? They dance, why are they? Why are they moving like that? Why did they shake? Why do they yell? Why is that person always in the front going, woo? Woo! Do they not know how distracting that is? Woo! Why do those people always in the front? They always say, Amen, and, and wow, and so good. <laughs> and come on. Why? It's so distracting. Why do they always say? It? Why? Why do they do it? If you knew, if you knew what you deserved and then knew how you had been saved from what you deserve, then there's gonna be a response of, whoa. You're gonna get a few wows. You're gonna get a few come ons. You're gonna get a few, ah! You're gonna get it. Why? Because when you deserve death, but instead you get life, it's something to be excited about. It's something to cheer about. It's something to raise your voice about. It's something to clap your hands to heaven about. It's something for our deaf community to raise your hands and to give God a praise, even if you can't do it. With your mouth, you can give him praise with your spirit. when you get the revelation, then it's never too much. You know, i found the people that are most judgmental, this is a big generalized statement, but the people that are most judgmental in church, ready, against other people that are a bit too much is because they feel awkward because it's revealing the lack of passion they have in their life for God. (laughs) I said it was a generalized statement. It's a generalized statement. When you know, when you know, when you know. you know. You know why else it's cool to shout in church? Because like we do most Sundays, every Sunday we try and do this. Sorry, every Sunday, not every Sunday, every Sunday we point to Jesus, Just we try and do it. No, we do it. You know why? Because Jesus shouts. 1 Thessalonians 4.16, it says this, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Christ is coming back one day, and you know how He's coming back? He's coming back with a shout. He's not coming back with a whisper, He's not coming back going, wait, 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 wait. He's not. When Jesus comes back, whenever that great day is, there's a shout! Arise! Awake! Whatever he's gonna say. I don't know what it is, but when he comes back with a shout, guess what? The dead are going to live. They're gonna rise up. He's coming back victorious and with a trumpet sound. And I'm telling you, he's coming back with a shout. So why, why? Why do we struggle sometimes to let it out? Why do we struggle to let the shout of praise out? You know, a lot of times it comes back to how we view God. Some people will say personality. I completely disagree because I've seen quiet people lose their dang minds at concerts, Right, you're all quiet. You're like I've seen people. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell. I see people in our church. I'm not gonna name names, but some people who are just like personality, like oh, I'm shy, shy, you know, shy ako, shy ako, right? And then all of a sudden, you just hear boom, dun, 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 dun," and they're like, "Uh." right? It's like the ghost of Blackpink has taken over their body. I've seen, I have seen shy people turn up at basketball games and go
1: crazy,
0: crazy. They go, Rocky, Rocky come, right? Pastor Rocky in our church. Pastor Rocky comes across like he's some dignified, seasoned man. And God said, right? You know, this Rocky, Rocky. Put him in a LaSalle game? Guy's freaking crazy. He's, he's saying things. I told him he can't go to any more LaSalle games now because he's a pastor at our church. Do you know the stuff he used to say to the players of the opposition? No, I'm, jo- I'm joking, I, I don't know, I don't know. It's true, he's saying it's true. It's true. Forgiveness, come on. Anyone from Ateneo right now, come on, just forgive. Just- Look, a blue eagle and a green archer together. Wow, beautiful, huh? Ah, beautiful. So don't tell me it's your personality. Don't tell me it's your personality. But, but this, is, this is why I think a lot of times we get affected with letting it out or shout, why? It's because of how we view God. And in this country, for everyone living in the Philippines watching online, we've all been raised with a view of God in this country, whether your parents believed it or not. We've all, just because we are such a heavily Catholic society, we all have this view of God, and there's not a lot of shouting going on in the Catholic church, unless you're holding a statue of black Jesus that gives you miracle powers to heal everyone, then everyone's crazy and berserk. But apart from the black Jesus, there's not a lot of shouting going on. In the Catholic Church and so we had this reverence even even people in Christian churches sometimes we get we get raised with this point of view that 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 God is an angry God so don't do anything wrong he is a holy God right so don't do anything wrong because if you go, if you step out of line he's gonna smite you so you've got to come in you've got to come in with fear And with trembling we're not worthy we're not worthy right you got to come in with fear and trepidation you got to come in with all this stuff because he's an he's an angry God right sometimes we get taught it in in a nice way in a good way that that we should do what the Bible says which is to be still and know that I am God there's actually beautiful even just before in our worship we had a beautiful time for those that were here in worship where there is this kind of just still, no drums, nothing, just this like, it, it was almost a reflection of that verse, just, hey, just be still. Just know that I'm God. There is a fear and a beautiful, holy reverence that God deserves and that we should give, but God is a multifaceted God. He he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, but God has many sides, many, many sides, and as much as he is this huge God that should be feared, biblically feared, and should be revered, he's also a loving father. And this is what we miss sometimes, especially in our Catholic country, that he's actually a loving dad that loves his kids. I am a loving dad and I love my kids. I really, really do. But every now and then, Kate and I want to get away from our kids, just not see them, right? If it's overnight, even better, right, even better. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Kate and I, we, we, we'd spent a vacation with our kids, and it was like, you know, vacations are amazing, it was, it was wonderful, but it's just like them, you know, 24 seven, all the time, and everything. And then now they're locked back down at home, and it's, just, it's crazy. And so I just said, hey, Kate, Kate, why don't we just go to a hotel room just for a night, you know, like, uh, I'm like, girl, I got you. I'll organize it, it's all good, you know. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure everything, so I went, you know, organized this hotel room, bought a bath bomb uh, for, for the because there's a bath, and, you know, it's just, it's just what I do. It's not a big deal, guys. It's not a, it's not a big deal, but, you know, just uh, 13 years in, fire's still strong, still burning, and what can I say? It's still burning, right? And so we had this night away. It was magical, one of, one of, one of the best nights of Kate's life, and, um, and so... Uh, Right, so we come home. Come home uh, the next day, and uh, and our kids are like, like our kids really love us, which is really nice because I really love them, and oh, a night away from them makes me love them even more. You know what I'm saying? And so, so they come in, and my kids are like feral animals sometimes when they haven't seen us for a long period of time. And they've been stuck inside uh, because um, it's unsafe for kids to go outside and get vitamin D that will help them fight the virus, uh, that they're the least risk to get. So they need to stay inside, away from everything else, um, away from socially engaging with people and growing as human beings, keep them locked in the jail. So, so they're inside. So they're like prisoners in this home, right? So we get home, it's, it's on. They start running up, they're like, Daddy! Ah! Right? And they get so excited, they run towards you, then run away, and then run back towards you as well. They're like, Daddy! Ah! Ah! Right? My son, Aslan, right? He's like, we're very respectful. In our home, everyone is Tito, Tita, Mr. Mrs. Mom. I'm very, very, but my son has started saying this thing recently, and I gotta admit, I do love it. I do love it when he says it. And he shouts it, he goes, right he calls me big dog now all the time I'm like hey what's up boy he's like big dog right and so they are shouting they're like Dad, I love you Sienna's just go I miss you dad never leave us again right that type of thing I'm like sorry I got to go to church tomorrow because the government Emory. and and uh, and so they're shouting and they're yelling and they're screaming and they're going insane because they love us so much And they're so happy and overjoyed to see us. And you know what my response is? I love you. I missed you. Yeah. I'm the big dog. He's the little lion. What's up, little I grab him. I jump him. I throw them on the couch. I jump on. We wrestle. Yeah. We, we scream. My, my excitement, and, and, and it, I, I, my excitement meets, meets their level of excitement this is the picture that i get of when we come to god
1: thank you i love you you died for me Ah!
0: when you know what he's done when you know how much He cares, when you know that He provides, when you know that He's never gonna leave you or forsake you, when you know that He's just a prayer away, when you know that He's been the same yesterday, today, when you know. Some of you still, some of you still actually wanna stand up and shout right now, but you're still being constrained by what you've always grown up and lived with. Do I want my kids to do that to me all the time? Heck no. (laughs) Super annoying. Like 6 a.m. in the morning,
1: Daddy, we love you,
0: right? That moment, get out of my room. I am hiding my face from you. Go and seek and knock on another door, right? Like, so here's the thing. When I'm talking about the shadow of praise, This is not something, I'm not trying to hype us up into some crazy, now overbearing cult. It's not all the time, but there are moments that require a shout of praise. They love me so much, my kids, that sometimes they can't contain their love and appreciation, and it comes out in shouts. We need to let our love and thankfulness for God come out. We need to let it out, turn to your neighbor and yell at him, say, Let it out! Yeah! Psalm 98, verse 4 it says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth burst into jubilant song, not just uh, but jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp and with the harp and the sound of singings and with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord. The king. I'm telling you, those trumpets and those ram horns are not quiet. The harp, okay, maybe. That's nice. But the trumpet and the ram horn, that ain't quiet. That's loud. It's okay to shout in church. And if it's okay to shout in church, it's okay to shout anywhere. But what if I can't shout for joy because I don't have joy? Well, point number two, praise opens the door for victory. Where there is victory, there is always shouting. But sometimes we need to shout before the victory comes. There's two great examples in the Bible, uh, two different stories where shouts occurred before the victory happened. And it gives us a great picture of how we can approach different situations in our lives there's the story of joshua the israelites and jericho very famous then there's another story of paul and silas in jail let's look at jericho first Um, uh, this is the shout that's needed when you are following the direction of god and you're about to step into battle for those of us that grew up in church you'll know the story very well moses He dies at the end of his incredible life of leadership. Joshua takes over. His first big task is to lead the Israelites into this new promised land, which they've been speaking about, Praying about, waiting for for forty years. This is when the Lord spoke those very famous words of, "Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't discourage. Don't be discouraged. I'm the Lord your God. I'm going with you." Right. So Joshua has his whole nation, Israel. They cross the Jordan River into the Promised Land, and they're met with the first town, city that they're met with is Jericho, and Jericho is impenetrable because of these huge walls. You just they, it was a fortified city, you could not get in. And let's read this story, Joshua chapter 6, verse two. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its kings and its mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day, he shall march around the city seven times and the priest shall blow the trumpet. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout and and the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every one straight before him. So this is what they did. They walked around for six days in silence. The army was full of men. Because it would have been impossible for women to keep their mouth for six whole days. (sighs) Okay, firstly, Rocky told me to say that joke. I didn't wanna say it. I did not want to say that. But Rocky said, James, say it. It's, favor, girl, they're all hyped up. It's, it's going to go down really well. So thank you, Rocky, for that. Um, so 6 days. can you imagine this picture? Can you, can you, I, like, I, again, it's not in the Bible. I like to imagine sometimes just these picture creatively. Could you imagine what the, the, the people of Jericho were doing up on the top? Looking down, they probably yelling, like, what are you doing? This guy's in silence, not allowed to talk. Walking around for six days, they walk around this, this whole thing, just quiet, just quiet, don't say a word, don't say a word, don't say a word, don't say they just walk around. Then on the seventh day, they got to do it seven times. Walking around, walking around, seven times. People are probably yelling, what are you doing? You're crazy, you're crazy. You know, people throwing stuff at them probably from Jericho, you know, all this, and they're quiet. I could imagine that some of them would begin to question this, uh, War tactic, yeah, yeah. right? We begin to question the battle plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. going on? Why are we doing it? Why are we just walking around? Come on, this, yeah, Mo, I wish Moses was here. Why is it get Joshua? Are you kidding me? Why, walking around, we're warriors. Let's just go and attack them. Can I tell you that there's many people here and many people watching online that you are on the edge of your breakthrough You're on the edge of your victory, and you may feel tired because you've been walking around going, God, I'm doing what you're telling me to do. I'm walking around, and God's saying, hey, just walk around one more time because you're on the edge, I'm about to unleash this miracle I'm about to unleash this breakthrough I'm about to unleash this next season and so what happens is and the seventh time that they walk around together as an army as a nation they shout and as they shouted the walls came down the shout preceded the victory so many are on the edge and your victory is just around the corner. You need to stop grumbling and start shouting. I see my victory. God, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So good. The shout preceded the victory. Yeah. Yeah. We need to praise like we actually believe yeah. that we walk in victory. Psalm 118 verse 15, shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I'm believing that God is bringing people in our house into new levels of breakthrough and of victory, but the shout needs to rise up inside of us. The shouts of victory need to be made even before the walls come down. So how about those people that victory is not just a foot away? Because some of y'all, listen to me, are like, yeah. all the hyped up people are hyping up. It's exciting. Yeah. But he doesn't know my story. Seven days, I've been walking around this thing for seven years. I got no hope, I'm completely lost. Well, let's go to the other story, Paul and Silas. Because here's a story about people that were in a situation, a place of despair, where there was no motivation to shout. Acts chapter 16, it tells us the story of Paul and Silas being thrown into jail and uh, they're ministering to this slave girl is annoying Paul. You can read the story in your own time. He's annoying Paul. Finally, uh, Paul turned around, cast the spirit out of her, but this girl was making money for her owners uh, by doing witchcraft and different things like that. The owners got angry because they realized that Paul had just cast the spirit, the demon out of her, and now they couldn't make money. So the owners of this girl get angry, calls a ruckus in the whole city. The city turns against Paul and Silas, and then they throw them in jail. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 22, it says, "'The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, "'and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped "'and beaten with rods. "'After they had been severely flogged, "'they were thrown into prison, "'and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. "'When he received these orders, "'he put them in the inner cell "'and fastened their feet in the stocks.'" So here's the picture. Let me just paint the picture in case you missed it. Here's the picture. Paul and Silas are doing what God has told them to do. They are ministering. And not only are they doing what God's told them to do, they actually help a person. They free her from the demon, right? So it's not, I think I'm doing God's will. It's, I know I'm doing God's will. Yeah. And what was their reward for doing God's will? It was getting arrested wow. and getting beaten and flogged. Sometimes we just race over that in the scripture. Like, let's, just, that would be like me preaching today. And because I am preaching, doing what God's called me to do Somehow, someone gets angry at me, grabs me, and takes me, and beats me, and flogs me like, like, beat, like, beaten. And then, not just that, not just thrown in jail, but thrown in the inner cell, which is the coldest, it's the darkest, it's the harshest, it's for the worst criminals, all for doing what God had told them to do I'm sure there's many people watching and many people here that have found themselves in their own prison in their own place of despair when you felt like you were doing what God called you to do and God how come I'm in this place why am I here Why am I still single? I've been serving you. Why am I still in debt? I've been serving Why are my kids still the way they are? They're away from you, Jesus. And I'm serving, and I turn up to church, and how, and why? And it's in those moments that there's zero motivation for a shout to come out. You know the shout that's going to come out? The shout of anger. Why? why have you them why did they die why is my business why is my buck why that is what that situation demands a shout of anger what it demand? there's no motivation for a shout of praise are you kidding me what why should i praise the person who said they would look after me and yet they've allowed me to end up here why this is the part of the message where it gets real like this ain't this ain't the
1: whoa hallelujah yes
0: praise god we should shout this is this is where the the message of let it out the message of shout it it aggressively and in a confrontational manner smacks your situation right now the Sometimes people that are going through stuff right now, you get angry like, Psh, well, this is just all hype. It's just all hype. Listen, can I just talk about hype for a second? Hype, um, uh, hype is very, very real and hype happens and hype sometimes can be fun. Man, when I'm at a, when I'm at a basketball game, I love the hype. I get into it, hype it, woo, hype it up with the boys, hype it up at the gym. A- and sometimes there is hype in church, right? There is, there's definitely hype in church, but this is the difference between hype and praise hype will make you feel good for a moment praise will change your life so just before when a few of these um extra people in the front row who I pay to respond that way right when they stand up and they start yelling that's not hype that's Albie sitting here knowing what he's been saved from he just shared about his dad before. He knows, he knows where he came from. And the fact that Albi is on stage before praying and leading us out. I put my arm around his wife, who knows where he came from and who stood up and shouted. And I said, You should be proud of him. Look how much he's grown. So when Albi stands up and starts praying and shouting, he know it, it's not hype to him because he knows that praise changed him. He knows Jake's over there that grew up in, in a in a Baptist church with an incredible father. I love his dad. He's grown up as a church kid. He has every reason to not praise God because he's seen all the bad things in church. Yet he's sitting there shouting, standing up, praising God because he knows that God has saved him. He knows that God has protected him. He knows that God has given him a woman way out of his league that he is about to marry in a week's time. He knows it. So it's not hype for him, it's something real. Kate stood up and praise. You don't know why she prays. Maybe just watch the favorite girl conference from yesterday and you'll see that that's not hype. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not hype. So don't try and belittle this down to some. It's young people and it's hype. I got two mature, more mature people here. One of them's the loudest person in the freaking church and the other one gets up on stage and goes, Yeah! It's not hype. They've seen it all. They don't need hype they need something real praise is real and when you're in the prison you don't need hype when you're in your dark times you don't hype will do nothing for you when you've got chains on you locked up hype will do nothing but praise 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 that's something different Verse 25, let's see what happens in this story. If you don't know, it's cool, because it says, at about midnight, Paul and Silas, locked up in the inner cell with chains on, were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening suddenly there was such a violent earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken and at once the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Their praise didn't just set them free, but it set free everybody around them that could hear them. Your praise is not just for you, but it's for your children, it's for your family, it's for your barangay, it's for your school, it's for
1: your business, And some of you need to just stand to your feet and give God a praise. You might be in the prison, but he needs a praise. You might be chained up, but you gotta give him a praise. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah!
0: It's when you're in the middle of the prison that your praise has to be the loudest. It's when you're chained up the most that your shouts gotta come out. But I don't want to. I know you don't want to. I know I've been there. But you don't know my situation. I may not know your situation. But let me tell you, I've been in some pretty dark places and I know what it's like to not want to shout. I know what it's like to look at other people shouting and to, and, and to look with disdain towards them. How come they're so joyful and I'm not? The story goes, I'm about to finish, so if you're standing, Stay standing. <laughs> the story goes that Paul and Silas walked out. The jailer was so afraid of what had happened. He was about to kill himself. And they reached out and said, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. They sat with the jailer. They shared the gospel with him. And he, the jailer, the hardest of, the hardest of men, A jail, are you kidding me? A jailer? In, in this time, Jewish biblical times, uh, the hardest of men ended up, him and his whole family finding Christ. Because, because two men in the midst of a horrible situation didn't allow their situation to define their praise. They allowed God to define my praise. I will never allow my situation to find my praise. When I'm good, I'm going praise. When I'm bad, I'm going praise. When I'm everything in the middle, I'm going to praise. Is it going to happen easily? No. Sometimes it's going to have to be a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes it's going to have to cost me something, but I know, I know, I know that the praise inside of me needs to get out that i need with everything in me to bless the lord that i need to shout unto god with a voice of triumph that i need to praise his name I need to praise I need to praise I need to praise I need to pray I need to let it out come on say let it out shout it let it out let it out some of y'all never raised your voice in church because you thought it wasn't religious too let me tell you the greatest religious experience you can have is when you shout and encounter the presence of God when you shout some of you are going through tough times right now you need to shout before the victory Shout before the walls come down. Shout before the chains are broken. Oh, God needs a shout. God deserves a shout of praise today. He deserves it because you're still alive. You still got breath in your lungs. You're still here. He deserves a shout of praise. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves a shout of praise not just in church but in your home. Some of you fathers, some of you fathers need to set the atmosphere in your home that it's okay to praise God and to get a little bit emotional in your praise. Some of y'all religiously turn up to church late and miss the first two songs that are full of praise and then wonder why you get no breakthrough throughout your week. Those two fast songs are not to warm up the crowd. They're songs of freedom. They're they're songs of praise. They're they're songs of breakthrough. Psalm 150, verse 1. It's one of my favorite Psalms, the whole Psalm. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him. In the mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power and praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of a trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lair. Praise him with the timbrel and with dancing. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with the clasp of the cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. And it says this, Let Sam! See-
1: A shout of praise! Your children need to be awakened with a shout of praise. Your schools, your high schools, your colleges.
0: change your situation and praise angels is going to change your situation it's going to change those around you can you imagine if you turn up to work tomorrow and instead of grumbling you're praising can you imagine if you go home and instead of grumbling you start praising start looking stop stop looking at everything that you don't have and start looking at everything God has given you stop looking at what other people have and you don't, start looking at what God has given you some of you need to shout for your marriage some of you need to shout for your kids that are away from God I'm telling you, I'm telling you this is not some Pentecostal church thing, this is a biblical thing. This is in the Bible. This is in the Bible. Every great man and woman of God lifted their voices undignified, without shame, without insecurity to their God. Each one of the the disciples other than John was murdered for their faith and they tried to get John they put him in a boiling a pot of oil I'm telling you when you encounter Christ death is easy it's what these disciples lived they lived for Jesus so when you encounter Christ that shout that shout the situation may be difficult But the motivation should be easy. I'm in in chains. I'm tied up. I'm broke. I'm lost. But you still love me. You You still died for me. You're even even if I can't understand everything, you're you're still here with me now. The situation may be difficult, but the motivation is always him. And I want to tell you, in our church, I don't know why it's taken me 15 years to preach this message, but maybe I was just waiting for the right time. And I feel like we've been talking about this the last couple months that there, there needs, there needs to be a spiritual awakening in this nation. And and I'm not talking and I'm not talking even about The outside. I'm talking within. It's got to start in the churches. And there's something about a shout that wakes you up. Whether someone's shouting at you, or whether you're the one shouting, it's gonna wake you up. And so I'm telling you, as a church, we need to wake up. Revival, where everyone prays for revival. I want revival. I want revival. Reviving, revival is reviving that which is dead. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. We need to give God that shout. I don't care how young or how old you are. I don't care if you've been a Christian for a day or for 40 years. Come on, each one of us need to give God that shout. Let it out. Hey, can we let this sermon shift something in our church? Can can we let it shift something? Like within our services, can we let it shift when we do those fast songs, yes. can we let it, you know, some people call it praise and worship, right? Like the fast songs are praise, the slow songs are worship, right? That's actually not true. We just sang, we just sang a praise song that was slow, right? A lot of times we sing praise in those fast, but can we, can we let our praise rise up in the middle of the sermons? Man, if y'all, if y'all started standing up and yelling at me more, I might preach better every week. That's all I'm saying. Don't fake it, don't hype it. Please don't hype it, that, then that would just be awkward and weird. But man, you gotta shout and you shout. Could we let this change our families? Could, could we let it change our marriages? A shout. Some of y'all need to go for a walk somewhere where you can shout. See how many some of y'all need to go along EDSA so no one will hear you and just shout, shout, amen, amen. Hey, I wanna do one last thing and it's what we always do in our church. And I wanna give people an opportunity that don't know who Jesus Christ is as your personal Lord and Savior. You see, the reason why I, the reason why so many people here, the reason why so many people online in your homes and I hope you were shouting in your homes as well, the reason why we can shout is because we know what we've been saved from. And the Bible describes that we are all sinners separated from God. We all deserve death, but because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, he has given us eternal life and all we have to do is humbly come before him, ask him to forgive us of our sins, the things that we haven't that we've done that have separated us from him. And so maybe you're here and you've never done this before. Maybe you did this a long time ago, but you walked away. Maybe you're watching online, you're the same. I wanna give you a chance. Could every person here, could you just bow your heads, close your eyes just for a moment? If you're online, I want you to join in. If that's you, you're saying, James, I've never done this. Maybe you're saying, James, I did this a long time ago, but I've walked away from God. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I'm gonna count to three, and when I get to three, I'd love you to lift your hands because I wanna pray for you right where you are. So if that's you on the count of three, you lift your hands, one, two, three. Right now, all over this place, awesome Here. Couple in the middle, over on the side. Up in the back as well, awesome. Here again on the side, in the middle on the side. Amazing, a couple in there as well, great. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, if you lifted your hand, put your hand on your heart. If you're watching this and you lifted your hand at home, wherever you are, I want you to put your hand on your heart. We're all gonna pray this prayer together. It's a prayer asking Jesus to forgive us and to come and live in our, in our lives through his Holy Spirit. So come on, say this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus. come to you right now. And I thank You for the price that You paid, for dying on the cross, but defeating death and rising victorious. Please forgive me of all my sin. And please, Jesus, through Your Holy Spirit, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. In Your wonderful name I pray, amen. Amen. Come on. Can we give God a real shout of praise? Thank you so much for listening in. At Favor Church, we're a family, and we believe that the Christian journey should not be done alone. If something really spoke to you from the message, we would love to connect with you to talk it over. Or if you prayed the salvation prayer, we'd also love to be able to share more about the decision that you've just made. Please visit us at next to learn more. If you want to share this podcast with a friend, simply tap on the share button and send it through. We love you. We're praying for you. Till next time.